Welcome to NWA Nuggets with Altitude. I'm Derek Lee alongside Drew Gherkin, and this is episode number one. Today we're going to talk about the Nuggets offseason, give a little preview of what's to come, and talk about who we think our breakout players of the season will be, as well as, well as an outlook on the rotation. So, Drew, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. So let's go into a little bit of a review of the offseason. The Nuggets had the 14th overall pick, and they selected Michael Porter Jr. from Missouri. What did you think about that pick? I mean, I'm surprised that Michael Porter Jr. fell that far. But, I mean, he's not even going to play right now, as far as we know. But, I mean, I think it's a really good pick for wherever they were at. I mean, if you have the 14th pick, you're clearly not going to get a top-10 player. And he was clearly going to be a top-10 player before his injury. So I thought it was a good pick. I would agree with that assessment. Um, it was really surprising that he dropped all the way to 14th. Even though he only played three games, he was considered one of the top players coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. And I think that injury really scared a lot of teams away. Um, for the second round, the Nuggets took Justin Jackson, but they ended up trading him away for Jared Vanderbilt of Kentucky. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, Jared Vanderbilt, I don't know a bunch about him, but he went to Kentucky, you know, Blue Butts uh, school, he got hurt, right, with his foot? Is that what we were saying? Yeah. Got hurt with his foot. I mean, I know that can scare off some teams like Michael Porter Jr., how he fell to 14th, we were just talking. But he did still do good things. He averaged six points in only 17 minutes. He had eight rebounds per game at Kentucky, and again, only 17 minutes. And he only turned over the ball 15 times. And especially a guy at that size, what was he, six foot nine? Yeah. So, I mean, a guy at that size, not turning over the ball that much and that efficiency, he could be a really good player. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how good he is, how good his foot is. Um, but he just looks like a super athletic guy. What are you thinking? Yeah, they actually signed him to a three-year deal this summer after they drafted him. So, I think they really have um, – they just have a lot of expectations for him. Otherwise, they wouldn't have signed him to such a long deal. Um, I think he can be a really good depth forward in the future, mm-hmm. especially once Paul Millsap is gone. Um, I think him alongside Juan and Gomez and possibly Tyler Lydon and Trey Lyles, they'll be able to form a formidable um, formidable depth at the power forward position for the Nuggets. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a blessing and then also a curse at the same time, I think, with that many power forwards we have mm-hmm. kind of going in. I mean... It's nice to have that size so we can maybe play some small ball lineup. I mean, I don't know how well. I think Vanderbilt, he shot one three. So he's not going to exactly sh- stretch the floor for us. But, I mean, that would be a pretty interesting combination on the floor, maybe some small ball action. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the Nuggets' other second-round pick, Thomas Welsh, a center out of UCLA. What are your thoughts on him? Again, I do not know hardly anything about Thomas Walsh, but I did see him in some preseason games. He looks like a very high IQ player, as what I can tell. I don't know. Do you know his stats off off the top of your head, D-Rock? I actually I do like, Yeah, I don't know much of his stats, but when I was watching him, he looked like just a good IQ player. Um, Seven foot tall. Yeah, he averaged. Let's look. Yeah, 12 points at UCLA, especially for a center that's pretty good played 33 minutes per game holy cow so i mean he's definitely a center that can endure and put up some points so what are you thinking yeah i think welsh is a great asset for the team he's signed to a two-way contract so they don't necessarily need to keep him up with the big club he can get a lot of playing time in the g league 
And he's also a very good three-point shooter, just a little bit over 40%. So that's not great. But for a big man, I would say that's pretty efficient. Um, that's something that the Nuggets really need to focus on, having a floor-spacing big alongside Nikola Jokic, considering that Paul Millsap isn't the greatest three-point shooter and Mason Plumlee isn't exactly an expert outside the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, plus, I mean, heaven forbid anything happens to uh, Plumlee or even Jokic. I mean, it would be nice to have a guy that we have some confidence in at least scoring the ball. And it looks like he could do that for us, so definitely a good pickup there. Moving on to uh, the free agency part of the offseason for the Nuggets, they didn't really do a lot. Um, they did sign Monte Morris to an official NBA contract. He was previously on a two-way contract, and that was for three years. What are your thoughts on that deal? Yeah, I love Monte Morris. Uh, last year, I, he got some pretty decent playing time with the Nuggets, and uh, every time he was on that floor, you could tell he made an impact. He He's definitely a hustle player. Um he can get up and down. He can score the ball. He can facilitate the ball. I have really high expectations for him coming into the season, especially with Isaiah Thomas being out at the start of the season. I'm really excited to see what he can do with the ball and just uh, backing up Jamal Murray because he has a really good opportunity to have a breakout season this year. Yeah, and speaking of Isaiah Thomas, that was one of the new additions mm-hmm. that the Nuggets made this offseason, signing him to a, a veteran's minimum contract. Um, obviously, he's still injured right now, recovering from his hip injury, but what are your expectations for him once he's fully recovered? When he's fully recovered, I expect him not to be the Boston Celtics, um, Isaiah Thomas, that we know, but I'm expecting a guy that can easily win six-man-of-the-year award. I mean, what, what, what would you think about that? I mean, he definitely has the ability. I mean, people forget, in just 2016-2017 season, he put up um, such big numbers he had he averaged 29 points per game and that's only two years ago so I don't see why he can't return to a really big offensive powerhouse that he is I think he has plenty of talent for that but I mean his injury his injury does scare me because when we saw him play at the Lakers he was definitely not the same player yeah I would agree with you on that Um, one of the big points that people have brought up is that he wanted to come back and play for Michael Mm Malone who's his coach in Sacramento during his first few years in the NBA. So I think that would be a really big motivator for him. Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of different things about Michael Malone, but he just got Isaiah Thomas on a veteran's minimum. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is probably a pretty sought-after player, you would think, if he's going to sign the veteran minimum. And we can just thank Michael Malone for that. So just kudos to that guy, Michael Malone, getting Isaiah Thomas for the Nuggets. And uh, one of the final moves that the Nuggets made during the offseason was trading Kenneth Freed and essentially Jarrell Arthur's contract to the Brooklyn Nets in order to free up some cap space. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, man. I am. I like Kenneth Freed. I didn't like Darrell Arthur in, in the Nuggets uniforms, to be exact. Uh, but, again, I love it. I love creating that cap space. Um, to be frank, Kenneth Freed was doing nothing for the Nuggets. I mean, he's a good, he's a good solid player, but he was just not doing anything for the Nuggets. So I'm, I'm – Happy for those guys that they get a new opportunity also elsewhere. I just think it was definitely due time for both of them to part ways with the Nuggets. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Kent Freed was making a shade over $12 million and he wasn't even seeing the floor for most of the season. So I think in moving his contract, and along with Darrell Arthur's contract, which is a little bit over $7 million, which is a lot more for what he should be paid, 
That was a really great move by the Nuggets. Uh, moving on to a preview of the season, the Nuggets season opener is next Wednesday, October 17th at Staples Center against the Clippers. Is there anything you're looking forward to in that game? Uh, Nuggets win, of course. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'm just – I'm not expecting the team to be super fluid at this point. Um, they almost lost to that one team from Australia, right? Yeah. They almost lost to that team. I watched a little bit of that game. Um, the starters didn't look too great in that game. But, I mean, they haven't been playing that much together right now. So, I'm just expecting them just to kind of find their footing and really what the season's going to be like. I'm really excited to see how – Jokic and Millsap kind of go into this season because Jokic kind of is notorious now. I mean, back-to-back seasons where he started off slow and just kind of uh, went um, – he got better as the season progressed. So I'm excited to see how Jokic and Millsap will start the season. Yeah, like you mentioned previously, they haven't played a lot together. The starting five, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Paul Millsap, mm-hmm. and Nicole Jokic. I think it will be really interesting to see how they play, especially since they just played – the Clippers in a preseason game this past week. Um, I think it will be interesting to see how Will Barton handles starting mm-hmm. a small forward for an entire season. Um, I think it'll also be important to know how well Paul Millsap plays considering he was out for mm-hmm. a very long time last season. I mean, how many minutes do you think Will Barton's going to play at that small forward position? Um, just based off the rotation, I'd say about 25 minutes. He'll probably fill in at some shooting guard a little bit when Gary Harris needs a break. And also when Jamal Murray needs a break as well because mm-hmm. Will Barton's a really good facilitator. Um, I could see him playing 30 to 35, depending on which game, uh, which team they're playing against. But for Wednesday, I would assume that he's going to play around 28 to 30 minutes. Yeah, I was. I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit more than you. I'm expecting – I mean, Michael Malone last season, he played even – Barn coming off the bench, he still played a bunch of minutes. So I'm kind of expecting Barn to play upwards of 32 minutes that game. I don't know. I can see Millsap maybe playing a lower minutes, maybe 28, 20, 26. Just, I don't know. It's kind of getting old, I guess. Is there anything that we should look out for on the Clippers side? Um, I don't know. What are you thinking? I don't have too many points on that. Um, well, the Clippers, they're in, they're in a little bit of a – Different situation from past years this is the first mm-hmm. official season that they won't have Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, or Blake Griffin on the roster yeah. to be in the season. Um, they did have two high, pretty high draft picks this past offseason. It took Shai Gilgis, Alexander, yeah. and uh, Jerome Anderson. So I think a lot of people are excited about Shai Gilgis. Um, yeah. There was a little bit of talk about them potentially acquiring Jimmy Butler, which is anyone hasn't heard is probably seeking out of Minnesota in his free agent year. So I think that'll be interesting to see for the Clippers. Yeah. Um, with the Clippers, I think they're always kind of like that team. Like, are you going to win against because the Nuggets, um, they struggled against a couple of games against the Clippers last year, but it'll be interesting to see how the ex nugget Danilo Gallinari plays against them because just the preseason game, Gallinari, I think, had their team high of some odd points. But it'll be interesting to see how Gallinari plays out against the Nuggets. Um, He always seems to play good against the Nuggets. Yeah, Gallinari was out for an extended amount of time last year with uh, numerous injuries. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can handle playing a full season without getting hurt this year. Um, 
Moving on to the Nuggets home opener, which will be next Saturday, October 20th, against the Phoenix Suns. What are you looking forward to in that game? Um, This is definitely a very, very win- winnable game with uh, Devin Booker being out. I mean, I'm expecting the Nuggets to honestly blow him out of the stadium. Um, I just can't see a situation where they lose um, unless some some something miraculous happens. I Especially in that second game, I mean, them playing against the Clippers at, um, at the Staples Center, kind of getting their feeding there, and then playing against a really very beatable Suns team. I'm just expecting for, honestly, every single player having a big game. And I'm curious to see how, uh, I mean, especially our guard play does in that game and just exploiting, I mean, that not-so-great defense. So what are you thinking? Yeah, um, the Suns not having Devin Booker would be a huge blow. He's recovering from hand surgery this past offseason. Um, he's probable to play in the Suns' home opener, or their season opener, against the Mavericks on the 17th. So we'll be checking out stuff for that. Um, I just think, like you said, the guard play will be really important, especially because the Suns have a lot of young guards that they're going to be introducing. It'll be interesting to see how the Nuggets guards handle themselves going up against some young, inexperienced players. Who are even their guards right now? So they have... Because they cut Uless, and then Devin Booker probably won't be playing. So who do, do they still have Bledsoe on their team? Um, at the moment, it would be DeAnthony Milton from USC and uh, Elio Kobo. They're both rookie guards. Uh, Eric Bledsoe was traded to Milwaukee, Milwaukee. last okay. season in that Sorry. infamous um, saga. So uh, for this season... Who would be your uh, pick to break out as a player? So we have written down Malik or Monte Morris, and I'm right now. I'm gonna kind of. I'm gonna say right now my breakout player that I think is gonna do really really well. I'm gonna say Malik Beasley. I just like the position that he's in. Um, he on the ESPN depth chart. Um, he's ranked the number two uh, two guard that we have, so he's gonna get that playing time. So it'll be interesting to see how much he does play because we'll see how much Will Barn will actually play that two guard. But I think Malik Beasley, his shooting mechanics look very similar from a year ago, but they look a lot more fluid. Um, in the preseason, he was hitting threes pretty well. I'm just expecting for him to be that score that he was supposed to be coming out of college. Because he's going into his third year, right? Yeah. His third year. So I'm just expecting big things from him and just uh, I hope he can just really find his offensive flow in his shot because a year ago his three-point shooting I thought really need improve needed to improve if he was going to make a bigger impact on the Nuggets and I think after watching those preseason games I really think that he can that he can be that breakout I mean I think here's going to be my hot take but I think he can be a 10 point per game player this season for the Nuggets if he if he really lives up to his potential and if he can score 10 points per game for the Nuggets how much that will help Jamal Murray and Gary Harris and their scouting and just uh, relieving some of that scoring pressure off of them. So he could be a very key role player this season for him. Yeah, I really like Beasley a lot. I'm a big fan of his game. Uh, have been since he was drafted by the Nuggets. But my breakout player pick would be uh, Juan Charan and Gomez. Obviously, it hasn't really panned out well for him since he came in the league. He had a really good rookie season, yeah. but uh, last year he took a step back. He wasn't really in the rotation. Um, 
But this preseason, he's looked really good. He's looking a little bit slimmer. He's got some new fresh ink on his arm. You know. I don't know how much that's going <laughs> to impact his shooting. It really shouldn't. But, yeah, he just looks a lot better. He looks a lot he more does. confident with his shot. And so um, he's also in a unique position because he's capable of playing power forward or small forward. But he'll likely move to power forward in the long term because of his uh, defensive deficiencies. But, yeah, I'm just really excited to see what – Pancho Hernan Gomez can do this season. Yeah, I I really like that take. I think Wancho is in a really good position. How many points per game do you think Wancho can score this this year for the Nuggets? What do you think? Um, I'm thinking around the same as you predicted for Malik Beasley. I think if he can get ten points off the bench in like a eighth man or a ninth man role, I think that would be really, really a good thing for the Nuggets to have productive bench players. I know that was a big issue last year, mm-hmm. especially when Will Barton was starting. So they can have guys coming off the bench and consistently producing. I think that'll make the Nuggets a lot stronger team. Yeah, I mean, Wancho, his uh, rookie season, he was shooting 40% from three. So we know he can stroke it. I think, honestly, I hate to blame it on this, but that mono killed his season, man. I mean, he just didn't look like the player he was. He looked so fragile and he looked very timid last season. But, I mean, when we were watching those preseason games, his stroke looks fluid. That one game, how many, how many threes did he have? Um, I think he had four. Four, and yeah. it was efficient too. It was like four for seven. Like he, he was a far above five hundred on his three. So, I mean, a guy that can really space the floor, and uh, he might lack a little on the athletic side with his uh, lateral um, movement, but he's so lengthy that he can still guard those uh, three that um, that small forward position. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit more on Michael Porter Jr. He's not expected to be back until at least December or January. Do you see him having any significant impact in the rotation once he comes back? Once he comes back, not a, like, I mean, once he comes back, I could see him maybe playing like 10, 10 to 15 minutes per game for the first few games. I mean, I could not, I just can't see him being a huge impact, especially on how, how deep our team is. I mean, he does play that small forward position where we do kind of lack. But we still have guys like we were just saying, Wancho Herno Gomez that can play the three. Tori Craig is a really good backup three. So I mean, we still have guys. So I don't expect him to have a huge impact right off the bat. But I mean, it just depends on how he plays. Uh, moving on to the Nuggets' second two-way contract player, that's Devon Akun Purcell. Um, there's not a lot of inf- we don't have a lot of information on him. Mm-hmm. But um, the Nuggets obviously have enough confidence in in him to sign him to a contract. And a lot of people have compared his path to that of Torrey Craig's, who you mentioned earlier. What are your thoughts on Devon Akun Purcell? I mean, I don't know much about the guy really at all. I just know he's he's 25 years old, so he's a little bit older than you would like. He's only six foot five. So I mean, it's just going to be interesting. I don't really expect him to have much of an impact really at all right now but I mean again it's just another guy that you can be like maybe he has an impact someday so I don't really see especially this season with the depth of our with our team that he has an impact but I mean who knows you know there could be an injury and that he could step up big what were you thinking yeah just from a little of what I've seen uh, he's really good at driving to the basket so I think he can utilize his size a lot especially if he's playing at the shooting guard position um, he's not the best shooter right now off the dribble, but he is a pretty good facilitator. So I think if he works a lot on the drive and dish, then he can become 
a really versatile player for the Nuggets in the long term. Mm-hmm. All right, and that concludes the first episode of Nuggets with Altitude. Uh, we will be back next week with our second episode, so stay tuned. Mm-hmm.